Hello, Eurovisionaries. I'm Lauren Shippen, professional writer whose sole interaction with Eurovision is the fact that I really, really love ABBA. I think that is more than enough, Lauren. I love Baba as well. Uh, And I'm Cherokee McAnally, head of entertainment at Tumblr, who cha-cha-cha. And if you know, you know. And this is Dashboard Diaries, a podcast for you, the folks who are in this internet bunker with us. We talk about what's going on in our favorite hell site, get into what we like to call tumble lore, do fandom deep dives, and share the times when we've gone feral over a new ship. Cherokee, what has your last week on Tumblr been like? My last week on Tumblr has actually been not on the internet at all. I unplugged and went away for the weekend to a cabin where I did not look at my phone, which was wonderful. But I am so excited to dive into the Eurovision content on Tumblr. It is my evening plan tonight and also to talk about it with you today. Oh my gosh. Actually, I said that now and then I realized Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story We did an answer time with the cast of Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton Story, and it is going live actually today, which is Monday as we're recording this. So by the time it's up, you will be able to see it all. Um, But I know that Tumblr is going wild over over Queen Charlotte, and everyone has fallen in love with Corey Milkreest, who plays the king. And, you know, I am just very, very excited to see to see how people respond to this interview. So that's what my last week on Tumblr has been like. What about you, Lauren? That's amazing. I still need to watch Queen Charlotte, but I have had the classic Tumblr experience of my Tumblr dash is filled with gift sets of this ship Mm. that now I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch this this week. (laughs) So that's my plan for upcoming. But yeah, the past week has been a lot of Queen Charlotte gift sets. And then one of my several incredibly niche fandoms is Justified. And there were some new photos released from the new uh, Justified City Primeval. It's not a reboot. It's not a revival. It's not a continuation. It's like a separate sort of like little mini series based off of some different source material from the same author who made the short story that Justified was originally based on. And EW did like a whole article on it this week. And so my dash was filled with with photos of Timothy Oliphant and his real life daughter who was playing his daughter in the show. And so I got very excited for that. That comes out in July. And I cannot wait to have Raylan Givens back in my life because he is a delightful, chaotic man. <laughs> um, so I'm very much looking forward I to that. I am so happy for your <laughs> continuation of uh, Gruff Father with Daughter titles. <laughs> yes exactly a gruff gruff father and like yeah. spunky teenage girl because she's a teenager now she was born in justified but like you know she's a baby in the last two seasons and so now we get to see what Raylan is like as a father which i'm gonna guess not, not good, good. And, and i cannot wait about it. and he's your blurbo <laughs> he is Speaking of uh, of Blorbos from television shows of years past, do you have anything from the archives today to share for our dashboard confessionals? I absolutely do, Lauren. Uh, this is a post from 2018, and I just truly could not tell you what is going on here. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just opened it. (laughs) Right. And also they tagged it. So it's a post from Global Offensive who tagged staff. And then it's just a photo of an apple that has like someone stuck plastic like toy transformer arms and legs into it. And it's holding a trident because why not? I I don't know whether to be like enamored of this apple or scared of it because it's like you know it's holding a weapon but it's kind of got like a jaunty pose. Yeah, I feel like it it's looks a friendly. Protector. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a like protector. staff. I like that. We're jaunty protectors. I hope 
<laughs> Absolutely. This is such a, a perfect encapsulation of, uh, of what Tumblr is, is this photo. I love it. What about you, Lauren? What do you have this week? I have something that, to me, is a perfect encapsulation of 2015. So this was a post from the AV Club, actually, from uh, May 20th, 2015. And it is a mashup of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt theme song with Mad Max Fury Road. And like, that is just like, it's such a 2015 thing. Like, for those of you who maybe are, are on the younger side of our audience, there was this bizarre time in our lives where in like... 2012 to 2015, these like auto-tuned mashups of like newsreel were very popular. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it happened, but it did. And Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, if you've ever seen that show, Netflix show, Mm -hmm. they like riffed on that and their theme song is is a like auto-tuned remixed news cast basically. And then Mad Max Fury Road is about unbreakable women in many ways. And that came out like a month after. And so somebody matched the two up. And like, it just, it truly, truly threw me back in time because Mad Max Fury Road is one of my favorite movies. I watched it on my birthday this year. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Great birthday film. Um, And I saw it like, I remember I saw it with my mom on like a Friday morning the day it came out because I happened to be visiting my parents in New York. And Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, I will always remember the first season of so vividly because that's when I had Scarlet Fever was when I watched the first season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And like, I don't like I don't remember the experience of watching that first season because I was so out of my mind with fever. Oh my gosh. But I do remember this theme song so vividly. So it was just like, it was a particular like personal time capsule for me of like this very odd period in my life when I had scarlet fever and then arthritis and went to go see Mad Max very well with my mom. <laughs> that is a very intense memory. And also I feel like that that theme song is a fever dream. Yes, it is. It really so... is. <laughs> There's a and dog I'll... in a suit conducting at some yeah. point. Like, it's really bizarre. <laughs> 100% a fever dream. And also, I am so sorry, Lauren. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it's it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a sort of, I don't know, nice, nice memory because, you know, okay. when you're, when you're really, really sick, there's nothing better than like Netflix dropping mm-hmm. an entire season of like a new comedy. Yeah. Right. Like that was just like exactly what I needed time, especially because like, I was thinking about this too. It's a little bit of a tangent, but Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was one of like what I think of as like an early Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Like th- like this was before Stranger Things came out, right? Like and like Stranger yeah. Things was like the like House of Cards was huge, but Stranger Things was what really like made Netflix like uh, an original content streamer. And so like this was, you know, this was the time 2015 even thinking back to then where like you could definitely find stuff online, but it was not like the streamers were not what they are now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like finding stuff to watch when you were sick was not necessarily like the same amount of like ease as it is now. And it just it was really interesting to think about that because I don't think of 2015 as that long ago, but it was a very, very different streaming landscape, which, you know, is is also why the WGA is on strike right now to veer yep. in a completely opposite direction. But a lot has changed in streaming in the past eight years and, you know, <laughs> things need to change with it. <laughs> Gosh, I haven't watched Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt in so long, but I think that I was know. yeah, very one of the that was one of those early Netflix shows that everyone was watching. Yes. Uh, and yeah. all at the same time. And you know, all the memes from it. And gosh, what was the Pinot Noir, the Pinot Noir song, which <laughs> yes. oh god, I was obsessed with. Like, what is it? 
Pinot Noir, Zanzibar, like but, yeah. something like something caviar, a, caviar. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. <laughs> uh, well, classic. that was Titus <laughs> Titus Burgess's like breakout role. Yeah, which is wild. And the, oh my god, the other song that that Titus Burgess like sings is when he's when he's like sick and at an audition, and he sings a song about dentists or teeth or whatever and i just remember oh watching God. that and laughing really really hard i'll see if i can find a video yes. of it online and, and post it on our tumblr dashboarddiaries.tumblr.com if uh if america ever gets to somehow participate in eurovision i say we should send titus burgess to perform the pinot noir song that's absolutely my- yeah absolutely speaking of which that's a perfect time to transition into our main topic which is Eurovision. Uh, Cherokee, do you want to explain what Eurovision is for our non-European listeners? Eurovision is also a fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) Let me explain. Uh, So Eurovision is an annual concert in which pretty much not every European country, but a like large proportion of European countries submit a song and the Actually, I'm not sure, Lauren, if everyone who submits gets, I think it's any European country can participate and they, you know, essentially submit their song. They, there's a few rounds and then the final round is, I think, 26 final countries or is it 20 final countries? Obviously, I paid very close attention as I was watching. (laughs) Each performed this like completely ridiculous, outlandish, like flames shooting from the stage, people flipping. This year there was a human centipede. Uh, oh, just, no. Like, outlandish performances. And then it's a the like winning country hosts the following year. And the winner is decided first by a panel of judges from each country who are not able to obviously vote for their own country. And then also a popular vote. The popular vote tends to have the weightier one, but sometimes, you know, all all the panel judges will kind of vote for one country and then they just have like a large proportion of the points, but very fun. Uh, The show is four hours long. Uh, The first two hours are the performances. The second two hours is you know, hours of deliberation and kind of like, you know, other performances to keep people entertained. But then it is a lot. It is <laughs> like bright colors. It is I it is um so overwhelming and overstimulating. And I dream to go one day. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? So God. you watched last night, right? I did. I did. I did. Okay. So I've only seen Eurovision like maybe two or three times in my life, and it's been a good 10 years since mm-hmm. I've watched Eurovision. And then I did see the Netflix movie Eurovision. Classic. So that's kind of where, <laughs> where I am with, with my relationship to Eurovision, other than my love of ABBA. But I will say every single year around this time, my Tumblr dash just gets like overwhelmed overwhelmed with Eurovision content. And obviously, like, I do follow plenty of people from Europe because, you know, Tumblr is a beautiful place where, like, a lot of my mutuals and people that I exchange, you know, like, headcanons and fanfic with are people from all over the world. But I also would say I probably mostly follow Americans because I I follow a lot of people that I, like, personally know from real life. And yet, you know, Tumblr just becomes like a European website for Eurovision. Mm -hmm. Everybody's posting about Eurovision. Eurovision as of Monday is currently trending at number two. And number four is is the the Finnish uh, musical artist who is also trending. And then number seven is the Slovenian artist who's trending. So of the top eight trending topics, three of them are Eurovision related even the next day. 
And yeah, and it was actually it was Saturday evening. Uh, so oh, I, okay. you know, yeah. I don't know why so I thought it was I, yesterday. I, it was trending at number <laughs> one on on Sunday and on Saturday as well. Kind of like from the live posting, it went up at or it started at three p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And we got a question from one of our Tumblr followers, Pink Ninja Two Thirty Six who was curious about any stats that you could share around Eurovision posting this past weekend on Tumblr, if those stats exist as of this moment. There were 46,000 searches for Eurovision the day that it began and uh, 15,400 posts about it. On the day of Eurovision, on Saturday the 13th, there were 131.6 thousand searches for Eurovision, uh, 50,500 posts about it, and then 128,000 reblogs of Eurovision posts. Now, there are posts about Eurovision with over 128,000 nodes. So I yeah. think <laughs> that these metrics need the week to populate uh, because I think they're guaranteed to be in the millions um so yeah. i'll just add all after after spending five minutes saying that i think it's better to add them as the addendum <laughs> yeah well maybe on our next episode we can talk about it because yeah. even by the time this episode releases it won't have been a week mm -hmm. since eurovision came out so yeah. something yeah. to to put a pin in for next time for sure um, but even as sort of immediate stats those are those are interesting yeah absolutely and also on fandom i believe it was up at uh is it number one yeah, so Eurovision was the number one talked about television show of the week on Tumblr last week. And Dang. I'm going to go back to the section, the little week in review. And Eurovision was the number one topic last week on Tumblr overall. So the number one talked about thing on Tumblr the week of Eurovision was unsurprisingly Eurovision. But actually, I mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> Every other show is out right now, too. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big that's a big deal. And and yeah. I mean, I'm curious. I don't know if this is information that, that you have or could share or know, but like how what percentage of the Tumblr user base actually like is European? We don't have the full like country by country breakdown, but uh, I can tell you that fifty about fifty eight percent, give or take, of Tumblr users are based in the United States. The second wow, biggest, okay. uh, the second biggest like country is the UK with 5.78% of users. Okay. And then 3.81% wow. of users are in Germany. Uh, and then 4.42 are in Brazil. So those are kind of our top four okay. demos. Uh, we have like more, we have more in-depth ones, but yeah, US is where the brunt is. And then there's, you know, anywhere from, you know, like 0.5 to 5% spread across other, other major countries around the world. Which is pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, if, if the US is 58%, then, you know, the European user base is going to be at least less than 42%, right? Because there's yeah. other places in the world other than than Europe, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's that's kind of remarkable that less, you know, less than half or potentially less than a third of the user base a, a contest that they have just takes over the whole platform. I mean, Absolutely. I think that that shows how like universally beloved Eurovision is despite the fact that you might not have the same kind of emotional investment as a European might have about their country competing. Yeah, absolutely. I I love, I feel like Eurovision is just so uniquely Tumblr. If you ask me if there is any kind of competition yeah. that is Tumblr, Eurovision is absolutely it. I love how excited your Tumblr gets about it every year. It's so much fun to watch. And also, I mean, I watch, um, 
<laughs> I watched it with uh, with friends this year and we just, you know, everyone was like yelling their opinions at the screen the entire time. And I imagine that's just what it feels like to blog about your your vision as well. Uh, yeah, so I would think so. <laughs> yeah, it really, a really great time. Yeah, <laughs> it really does feel like it encapsulates everything about Tumblr. It's like yeah. high camp. It's music. It's like everybody like finding their fandom camps. You know, it's like you you root for the country that you root for. Yeah. There's a com- competition to it. It brings everybody together. I love it. And I have to say, as somebody who has basically watched Eurovision this year just through my Tumblr dash. Like, it looks like a particularly exciting year. And also, I sort of walked away with some takeaways that I want to run past you to see if I'm at all correct. Okay. Kind of like, this is what I have understood Eurovision to be this year based on Tumblr. Yeah. Is this true? Oh, exciting. So starting at the at the top of trying to figure out who the hell won, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think either... Because nobody just came out and said that. And that would be too easy. Yeah, obviously. Either... You have to deduce, Lauren. You yeah, have to work for obviously. <laughs> I'm going to guess either Sweden or Ukraine won. Is that true? Did one of them win? Yeah, Sweden won. Sweden won. Okay. And you know what? That was my... I have opinions yeah. there. Look, very beautiful performance, but I have opinions on on, on the win. <laughs> so this was this was the like the, the sort of biggest piece of tumblr consensus that i saw and why it was so hard to sort of definitively see who actually won because everybody seems to believe that finland should have won um mm-hmm. specifically haria i think is how it's pronounced i, I looked up how it's pronounced yeah. in finnish but I, I i'm so sorry to all of my you know finnish speaking followers and i have yet to watch his performance but i'm very very excited because people are going bonkers it. over it there's so much fan art what was your reaction to watching finland's performance we screamed the entire time. It was every, <laughs> oh my gosh, Lauren, I almost want to say, I want to watch you watch it right now. Like, it is <laughs> so, it is just what a work of art. Oh my, like, it is, I don't, I can't even find the words for how incredible it is. My voice is breaking. It was so good. I don't know how it didn't win. Like, it was just such the clear winner out of all the performances all the other performances were wonderful i mean everyone these are the people the most talented people you know with like beautiful songs that are very popular in all their countries they were all great but oh my gosh the finished performance like i sorry i'm finished you know what i mean that was the I I I need to see this thing and I I I am actually going to watch it right now with you here. Oh my god, yes. I'm so glad. I think I think that that is fun. I'm, so I'm very excited. excited. <laughs> I'm scared. Okay, yes, here's the iconic outfit that I've seen so much fan art of, the green puffy sleeves and no shirt, incredible. All right, he's in some sort of like wooden cage. Yeah, it's like a shipping box. Techno beats. <laughs> I love it. This is what I imagine clubs uh in Finland are like. Absolutely. <laughs> Everyone gets their own shipping crate. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, love it for social distancing. <laughs> he just popped up out of he it. Pops out the top. Oh my, whoa, there were so many more people in that <laughs> <There's> box. more. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, oh there they gosh. there they go doing the cha-cha. Oh, oh, to be a dancer and dressed in all pink, tied to a ribbon, tied to a shipping <laughs> box. <laughs> the dream. This guy really loves his squats. It's really impressive. Right? the strength it's just like i'm so hyped up right now this is absolutely going on a workout playlist oh absolutely <laughs> oh there. and here yep there's the human centipede 
<laughs> horrifying. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. These dancers have the whitest teeth I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> we were wondering if they put in fake teeth for this. <laughs> they're they're like there's eerily good smiles. So, like they're like veneers, right? Oh, pyrotechnics. Oh, uh, and yep. It it has it all, right? <laughs> You know, every time I watch a Eurovision performance, I think I know what to expect. And yet I never, ever do. I just want I want to show you, yes, 30 seconds of the Sweden performance so that you can prepare, compare the two because there is no comparison. Sweden's was beautiful. Finland but... was Eurovisionary, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Finland won the popular vote by far, but Sweden got yeah. 240 points from the judges. Holy cow. And Sweden's performance it was beautiful, but I just, I like Finland's performance just stuck out, you know? So, yeah. but, you know, I don't want to, I'm not making accusations. I'm just, you know, I'm just being salty. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's warranted. And I think that you're in good company. I, yeah, having watched, you know, a 15 seconds of the Swedish performance, it looks beautiful. It sounds like a beautiful song. Yeah. I'll watch the whole thing later, probably. But it's, yeah, Eurovision, you want to go big and go ridiculous, exactly. right? And yeah, that was, that seemed to be the consensus on Tumblr was that like Finland should have won. Um, there was also, I saw a lot of love for Germany. Lord of the Lost, I believe, was the, the band. There was lots of photos of them holding the, the, um, progress pride flag um, mm -hmm. which I enjoyed and I, I think you know from what I could glean from from actual Finnish fans on on Tumblr like the Finland versus Sweden thing is particularly like contentious simply because I, I saw some Finnish fans expressing that like Finland and Sweden often sort of get like lumped in together because they're mm -hmm. both up there in northern Europe right and and that like you know Finland came out and like really showed the world this is what Finland was and then Sweden still like kind of scooped scoops them which is too bad yeah the other the other thing i i saw that i wanted some context on if you have mm -hmm. it was like there was lots of stuff about karia the the finnish singer uh-huh and bohan from a band called joker out which i believe is from slovenia and them being like best buds the vienna zoo adopted like a seal for them in their name like That's what's going adorable. on there do you have any context for me I have no context, Lauren. I've never heard of this. And I'm about to dive so deep into that hole because I am uh, now Akaria's newest, biggest fan. So I will absolutely be be diving into this rabbit hole. Who did you who'd you say that he's friends with? Bowden? Bo Bo Bohan? I'm or Bojan? Bohan. I Bo I'm assuming the, the J is pronounced like it like an like an H. Um, but I could be absolutely wrong about that. Joker Out is the band. It's from Slovenia, I believe. Joker and I couldn't out. tell, okay. based off the the Tumblr tag of Eurovision, I couldn't tell if like a they're real life friends. I think they must be real life friends, but I can't I can't gather if they're like new real life friends or if their friendship predated this particular Eurovision. Yeah, there is there is a photo of the Slovenian guy in uh, the the big green puffy sleeve jacket um so they definitely Love like that. met each other but I, and I also can tell us like is this a thing that people are like shipping like what's going on here so Ooh, um i can Eurovision see shipping fans. happening for sure yeah yeah like, like, we should definitely going on with these two dudes uh <laughs> next week per or next episode perhaps do a little eurovision check-in with uh yes with some with some updates on this because i feel like there's some investigating i would absolutely love to do uh absolutely and i also want the green puffy shirt I think it's great. It's a really strong look. Right? It really, it really is. is. Like and, you know, spiky I think collar and everything. Right. Yeah. It's such a solid look. I think, you know, you could, it's just, you know, and you can wear it for whatever, wear it to work, 
yep. wear it to the gym, wear it to a coffee yep. shop, wear it on a date. You know, it's just you have super versatile. A wedding, yeah. of course, a wedding, especially yep. if you're in the wedding or officiating absolutely. the wedding. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Oh, yeah. perfect efficient hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Ideally, without the shirt, like it yeah. should always be worn with no shirt. No, that's the only. That's the only way. Yeah. you wouldn't want to take away from the beauty of the green shirt by no. adding another material there. You know, absolutely not. It would be insulting. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I saw the, a couple of different memes of that I was like, I don't understand. I don't have the context for this was I saw, you know, the um, the community meme of Troy coming into the apartment with all the pizzas and everything is on mm-hmm. fire in the apartment. And yeah. yeah, so like there were a bunch of those memes specifically about Luxembourg being in the mm-hmm. Troy position, sort of like Luxembourg, like coming into Eurovision and seeing all this craziness. Did yeah. Luxembourg perform? Like, what was the what was the deal there? So Luxembourg has not performed in Eurovision since 1993. They will oh, be performing again next year. So they'll be re-entering Eurovision Whoa. next year. So that's, okay. uh, that's definitely what it was referring to as Luxembourg re-entering the contest and being like, what? What the happened? <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to see what Luxembourg does next year. Yeah, me too. I really like the fact that they announced the year I'm like, I'm ready. I will be there watching Eurovision live because I've got to, I've got to like 30 years. Also, they last performed the year of my birth, you know, yes. and now they decided they're back. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They've been, they've been giving you space to decide if you wanted to move to Europe and become a Eurovision star. Exactly. And now my that birthday you know, usually you... coincides with Eurovision as well. So I yeah, think my birth was point. such a big deal that Luxembourg was just overwhelmed and was like, we need, to like, take we need some time to process this. Time. And now they're, they're, you know, they're ready. They're, they're ready, ready to get back to in the game now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Was there anything else uh, in watching Eurovision that was like particularly stand out to you or something that you think that Tumblr, because you haven't dived into the tag yet, that you think Tumblr might like really grab onto? I think gosh, I it's my head is so full of Finland that I'm really struggling to think of other like I watched every performance. I watched those performances less than 48 hours ago. And Finland is just so deep in my psyche that I'm right now trying to like I just need to look like I wish I want like a screen grab of every other performance so that they can be jogged in my memory because then, even when they announced that Sweden won I was like which one was Sweden again which which performance was that because you know Finland is the only thing on my brain uh and it's that's also, incredible it's funny because I searched I searched Eurovision on Tumblr just you know while like I was like oh I'll just pull up pull up the page while we're in this call it is it's only him all cha-cha-cha so I yeah. honestly I think that Tumblr like me is just so like like the cha 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 is so all encompassing that <laughs> it's hard to find room for these other really beautiful performances. They were all really like there were some incredible oh, yeah. ballads. France, uh, the French performance was this really really beautiful uh, ballad where the the singer she was on a giant kind of platform that made it look like she was wearing like a 12 foot dress like the like the oh cool like like the dress part was definitely like covered on the plat you know covering like the platform and so that was a very cool thing but also I would say one my one of my thoughts about Eurovision this year is that there was so much less like dancing and movement you know a lot of people just Mm. kind of stayed in one place during their performance and I don't know about you, but the, when I think about Eurovision, I think about like a whole bunch of backup dancers doing ridiculous oh, things yeah. and, you know, things flashing Power on the screen. Yes, exactly. To, to close this out, I want to read a post that I think encapsulates 
the, the whole Eurovision Tumblr experience for me. It is in the format of a meme that I tried very badly to describe many episodes ago with a boyfriend meme of like, you know, sorry, your boyfriend is now this thing. We've reblogged these types of memes a couple of times on, on our on our um, Desperate Diaries Tumblr. But yeah, this is from a Tumblr user, Nano A1 for you. Hi, sorry. Your boyfriend became good friends with a Finnish guy he was supposed to be competing against. Yeah, they went on dinner dates and cheered each other on during the competition. Yeah, he's been adopted by the Finnish people now. No, you're not getting him back. So sorry. <laughs> so that's about the Slovenian guy. So I guess I guess they like maybe went out to dinner. Please, Tumblr, solve this mystery for us. We'll Please. do an update on the next on the next episode. But for now, that is that is the Eurovision Song Contest, according to Tumblr. <laughs> Lauren, I can't, I can't wait for you to watch more of these performances and I uh, can't wait to talk with you more. I was just really, this is actually the first Eurovision I've watched. Surprisingly. Oh my gosh, amazing. I previously had only ever experienced Eurovision via Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, and this year I am so glad I watched it. I am never going back. I will <laughs> be watching it every year. Oh my gosh. What, what a, what a, what a moment, you know, what a, what a moment in culture. <laughs> truly, truly. What Bigger a beautiful than the Met Gala, for sure. 70, 70 ish years of this, this perfect, perfect competition. Oh my gosh. I mean, 70 years, really? 1956, I think was the, was the that first one. So it'll be, wild. you know, it's a little under 70 years, but yeah. I mean, I can't even believe I had the audacity to compare it to the Met Gala. The Met Gala is tiny compared to Eurovision. I know. Seriously. Yeah. Euro the Met Gala wishes it could be Eurovision. Oh, 100%. Also, a Eurovision-themed Met Gala. I was just thinking that. Now. Yeah, and I think Karia would behind. do really great at the Met Gala. I hope he gets invited next year. Oh, please invite him. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I really and, hope so. And Bo Bo Bojan, Bo Bohan. I'm so sorry. I should have looked yes, at that pronunciation, too. I, ho I hope they collaborate the two of them on their can costumes. go together. Yes. <laughs> so other than Finland, mm -hmm. what has you in your feels this week? Let's go on over to our feels corner. Oh, my gosh. Lauren, where do I even begin? Uh, I think I'll begin with Yellow Jackets. This week's episode, did you watch it? I'm I still I, I haven't I, I haven't, haven't caught up on the season at all so don't worry about spoilers for me I'm good oh I, I don't want to spoil it for you but this week's episode was just oh my god like <laughs> I actually like I think this is the show has never made me cry before and this week it absolutely made me cry like it was like so intense and just so well acted everyone is oh amazing I mean, the like the casting is just impeccable it's so much fun to watch this was a really intense i mean every episode is so intense but this episode had some big performances from most characters like most characters honestly uh and i yeah i just it like it has me i am overwhelmed with a like i will definitely be re-watching it to kind of get more because i feel like i was just so in shock about like there was just so much packed into this episode and i feel the same way about succession this mm. week's succession was yeah one of my like one of the most intense and maybe one of my favorite episodes of succession i've seen yeah. really well done also so triggering for god know, anyone in america oh. who who experienced any election so all of us uh because it was very <laughs> i mean it was a very clear it's a very clear parallel that they yep. were drawing and i was just watching it like uh -huh. got flashbacks okay. to like, that i know that I'm night <laughs> feeling the stress that i felt in 2020 
all over again. I was like, this isn't real. This is a show. This isn't real. This is a show. We are now, the election is over. <laughs> well, and, 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 and 2016 too, right? Like just the, yeah. the Mencken speech just made me think of sitting on my couch and just like sobbing at midnight watching mm-hmm. the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually when uh, in 2016, when the polling results were starting to go in the opposite direction, I yeah. went at to the gym at midnight and like ran six miles. Oh, my God. Incredible. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I, and, like, and then the election, the results still weren't in. And I'm not like I I'm running six miles isn't the thing I do. Like I was just yeah. like, I, you was, just had I that. don't know where that adrenaline came from. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, it, it was, it really like, I don't, did, did you watch last night's episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what I are mean, your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, 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 like, I thought it was, I thought it was an incredible, incredible episode. It was so tense. The scene in, in the conference room with Shiv at, toward the end was just like heart pounding. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, but like, I literally, I did get like, election night flashbacks to 2016 and to that mm-hmm. like the just the that waiting for the call and stuff because I was on the west coast too and so like you know we had results much earlier in, in some oh, ways yeah. and so like so I was out with friends at a bar like and then we all were like oh we actually don't want to be in public for this we need to all go mm-hmm. to our separate homes and, and watch this in in complete you know silence. solitary silence <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean I I'm, I'm really really curious to see how succession like wraps up Right? Two like, more episodes left? Yeah. How are they supposed to wrap all of this up in two episodes? I don't know. It's going to be very I'm interesting. I'm excited to see how they do it. And then Me I'm going to go rewatch it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what about you? Anything else have you in your feels this week? Yeah, I mean, I mean, HBO is really coming through on the, on the Sunday nights. Barry, just the past two weeks, has just been like... Oh, my gosh. Astounding. Are you caught up? I haven't watched last night's episode. Okay, I need to hype myself the up one to watch before. Barry. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the one before. And the one before was just so bleak. So, so bleak. To, I'm, I'm going to put, if you, if you want to watch Barry, don't want to be spoiled for, for Barry, please skip the next, like, minute to 90 seconds. Because I just need to share, like, what shocked me so much about Barry these last two weeks. So three, we- or three weeks ago, I think the last time actually... We did a feels corner. I think I talked about how Barry like sort of ended with this stunner um, in an episode three weeks ago. And that stunner was that they just remember, this is a show that is four episodes away from the end of its entire series. And in that moment, they were like, we are going to do a time jump of eight years. (laughs) And I've just like, I've never seen a show do something that like audacious before like yeah uh, and last night's episode was just like true i yeah i can't i can't i, I can't speak i cannot speak <laughs> i so the the time jump i kept watching it and thinking this isn't this isn't i know this real. is real right this, this is, is a dream this is a dream sequence this yeah is a dream sequence right yeah and it's real and i, yeah. I hate that <laughs> yeah and there was there was something last night too where i was like the entire time and even after the episode i was like is that like is that real or like because yeah. they've been they've been messing so much with form this season around like what Barry is thinking and seeing and like all that kind of stuff and it's just like it's it's such a good good show so that was in my feels and then I I finished Jedi Survivor this weekend and like Cherokee I cannot get out of the Star Wars hole that I'm in like I cannot <laughs> climb my way out <laughs> I can't see the top of my own head like it, it's I 
I've read so many books this year and I've just been like so deep in on Star Wars and Jedi Survivor was so good that it's just now sent me into another tailspin around Star Wars. So that will continue to be my feels for the next forever, I think. Is it a hole or is it a cozy little bunker? (laughs) Thank you. It's a cozy little bunker. I'm going to think of it that way. Yeah. (laughs) And with that, I'm Lauren Chippen and you can find me at thelaurenchippen.tumblr.com. And I am Cherokee McAnally. You can find me at overshares.tumblr.com. This has been Dashboard Diaries. And may your anons always be loving. Your dash always refreshed. Your gifts always be loading. And your ship always canon. May the fix you're reading always be finished. And the answers you seek always in the reblogs. Thanks for scrolling with us. <laughs>